Here's the deal. We failed the mission. You die. The information you give us is false. You die. If we find you a personalized license, please, you die. What? No. You know the deal. Complete the mission, you get 10 years off your sentence. Nothing like a bloodbath to start the day. No one has to show up. What the? It's serious, huh? Well, that's kind of our thing. See the trailer online in theaters and on HBO Max, August 6th. Hello, everyone. This is Rico, and this is going to be another episode of Treks and Sci-Fi, your weekly dose of geeky goodness. This is it is uh, August the 8th, 2021, show 828. And at the start there, you heard a little TV spot clip from the new The Suicide Squad, not Suicide Squad 2, uh, but The Suicide Squad. I don't, I don't think any other movie ever did that before with a sequel. Like, let's just put the word the in front of it. Which, you know, it's almost like, are they trying to eliminate the first movie? Anyway, I'll talk more about that because I've seen it. And I, I'll try to give you my thoughts spoiler-free on that. Uh, a couple other things I've seen recently. So, yeah, we got a lot to talk about. The main topic, though, is going to be, I'm going to briefly run down Season 1 of uh, Lower Decks. Or is it The Lower Decks? No, it's just Lower Decks, right? Uh, the Star Trek animated series which actually is about a year uh, from when it started last time. Season one, I was looking back, season one had started about a year ago, so they're about a year uh, apart from season one and season two. That's pretty good, I think, actually. I mean, the seasons are fairly short. What did they have? 12 episodes? 13? I'll I'll look it up (laughs) before we do the show uh, or before I really get into that. Uh, But, uh, yeah, we're going to look at uh, Lower Decks because Season 2 is starting later this week on Thursday, I believe, in the States at least, on August, what is that, the 12th. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Season 1. I enjoyed it a lot. We'll kind of run down the episodes briefly. And, yeah, so that's coming up here on, I don't, you know, I don't know what else I should say right now. Let's just do it. Okay. All right, here we go. I'm Captain Kirk. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present the winners of the 74th Annual Hunger Games. We are the man in black. I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. My name is Optimus Prime. I am the Futus of Borg. Resistance is futile. Yes, a Jedi's strength flows from the Force. But beware of the dark side. Sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. This is uh, Rico, and you're listening to Tracks and Sci-Fi. All right, everyone, I am back. Uh, yes, this is Rico, and again, I'd uh, like to thank you for joining me this week for another podcast. I'm actually recording a little bit early, or a little bit early. I almost said earlier. Uh, I don't know why. Um, uh, 
I'm recording a bit later on a Sunday. I, I typically do this, kind of get up, have breakfast, take a shower, and then usually by about usually about 10 o'clock in the morning on Sundays, I'm usually recording. I was doing a little bit of work this morning, though, and yesterday I, I got this um, storage unit for comics and collectibles. Yeah, kind of wanted to get some stuff out of the house, and I think I mentioned this on some recent shows. But I, I ran some things over to that this morning, So, but now I am recording this show for you. So how fascinating is that? Uh, how is everybody doing? hope everybody's good. I know COVID's starting to spike up again, it seems like. We're going back to kind of wearing masks everywhere, it seems. I, I, I'll just make my, la- you know, my pitch for, uh, you know, if anyone's listening and you haven't gotten a vaccination, I mean, please, please get it. Please seriously consider it. Look at the evidence. It's pretty clear cut. And that's all I'll say on that. Let's just move on, okay? Because, yeah, we don't need to talk about that. I talk about it way too much (laughs) as it is these days. So uh, I I was looking back, and I noticed that back on, like, show 790 or 791, I did a uh, kind of a wrap-up of Lower Decks uh, Season 1 and Discovery Season 3. But I'm still going to talk about Lower Deck Season 1, but we'll do it a little bit more um, quickly. Uh, I won't go into a lot of detail, but that'll be kind of the last part of this show. I'll talk about some other things first. and uh, But, uh, yeah, so that's coming up, and uh, I'll try not to repeat uh, myself too much. Uh, but if you did listen to that show, yeah, some of this might be kind of kind of repetitive. Nah, probably not. Not really. <laughs> Who knows what I said back then, right? I know I enjoy Lower Decks, so it's fun to talk about it again. I was thinking of just playing episode one from the, um, or, or pick an episode, whatever, of Lower Decks and commenting, but I, I don't feel like doing that for this show. I'll probably do that at some later date, uh, try to do a few commentaries as I, as I watch those episodes. Although, unlike other Trek, I, I feel like Lower Decks and trying to comment during the how speedy and quick the jokes come and all the content that they shove in that 23, four minute, whatever shows that they do would be kind of hard to do really doing commentary on that. I don't know. You'd be commenting about something. And by the time you're done talking about it, they, they'd be like, you know, so far removed from that scene. It it just, I don't, I don't know how well that would work, but um, all right, enough about that. But we'll, we'll do that in a, in a short time here. Talk about uh, season one. Let's talk about movies. Let's talk about what's going on. You know, I I was super excited when things seemed to be better for COVID. Yeah, I'm talking about it briefly because it's connected to this. Movie theaters were open, no restrictions anymore, no masks for most places. You know, we were all people who a lot of people had gotten vaccinated. It seemed to be helping a lot. Case counts were down, you know, and all that. And so I had I, I've seen um I saw two movies, you know, not too far apart, like a week apart. I saw that Fast and Furious movie in the theater, and I saw Black Widow in the theater. Uh, and obviously, you know, didn't have any problems with COVID or anything because I'm vaccinated. But but the thing is now, so two movies recently have been out that I, I really wanted to go see in the theater. And I probably could have. I'm not really that fearful of being out there. Um with, with being vaccinated and all, but the two movies were uh, Jungle Cruise and uh, Suicides, The Suicide Squad, sorry, The Suicide Squad. Both of these you can see at home, 
Um, Suicide Squad, or I keep doing it, The Suicide Squad. Can we just say Suicide Squad 2? SS2, <laughs> it's on, um, if you have HBO Max, you just get it. And for uh, uh, and Disney Plus, if you have that for an extra fee, uh, you can watch the Jungle Cruise movie. So I kind of like, you know, I had planned to see these in the theater, but I kind of frankly wimped out uh, and, and watched them both in the last few days at home. <laughs> I just, um, my wife Lynn was like, ah, do you really want to go to the theater and do this? You know, like, I don't think there'll be a problem, but... You know, we have two grandbabies now, two two boys, Cameron and Bryson, and we see them not every week, uh, but and I don't believe you can really be that much of a carrier unless you actually get COVID. I, I don't feel that you can really carry something, the actual, you know, I mean, do people get, I mean, do they carry colds to other people if they're not actually sick themselves? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Can't really claim, but I, I think for the most part, you have to kind of get it, you know. So I don't really think you're that much of a carrier. Anyway, um, so I ended, it, it, that was a roundabout way and talking, you know, more about COVID than I really wanted to. But the point is I decided to end up just watching these movies at home. Now, as I've said many times on the show, I love going to the movies. I mean, I, I feel like the experience is different. I feel like, especially with a, with a good crowd, uh, I know a lot of people don't like to go to the movies for a lot of reasons. You know, people, you know, talking on their phones, noisy, uh, you know, we won't even talk about even without COVID, you know, spreading germs. I've been in a lot of movie theaters over the years, especially here in Michigan during the wintertime and everybody seems to be sick or getting sick or getting over being, you know, and I mean like having a cold or something. So there's a lot of coughing, you know, you're watching this thing in a closed little place. Um, although the theater I go to has pretty big size theaters. So, but, um, but so I love going to the theater and I, and I do think it changes your kind of opinion and viewpoint on a movie a little bit. Uh, I, I, I really do believe that versus just sitting at home and watching it, uh, by yourself or with your family at home, even with a few people, unless you turn it into a big party event and you're all there and, but that's, that's even hard to do these days. So, let me talk about um, let me talk about these two movies a bit. I'll keep it spoiler free. Um, I'm going to talk about them. Actually, I watched them in excuse me. I watched them in reverse order of of what they came out. I just watched. We'll go backwards. So I just watched actually, and it's the fresh freshest in my mind. Although I didn't, there wasn't a big space of time. Only like a three day space. Um, so I watched the Jungle Cruise. Is it the Jungle Cruise? I think it's just Jungle Cruise. Have I said that already? <laughs> oh, by the way, if you want to support the show, patreon.com forward slash treks and sci-fi. That, that's a way you can do that. And that's thanks again to those guys who did a show with me last time. Um, so I watched Jungle Cruise with uh, The Rock, with Dwayne Johnson, Emily Blunt, um, but, but a few other people. Paul Giamatti was in it. I didn't realize he was in it. Not a huge cast, truthfully. Um, but I, and, uh, I watched that just last night, and I really liked it. There's a lot of uh, the kind of elements and things that I like in in movies, especially summer movies. Um, there's it has a very kind of Pirates of the Caribbean feel. Kind of has a little bit of Indiana Jones flavor to it. You know, she's this woman. It's it's set in the I think around the World War One twenty or sorry, why did I say twenty nineteen like sixteen or eighteen something like that. Uh, it's funny. I just watched on. 
I think it's Amazon Prime, about a week ago, The Lost City of Z, uh, which is based on a, a, a real-life explorer who explored the Amazon. So it's kind of funny. I watched that, and and then I watched this because this is also on the Amazon, uh, looking for this flower. And this is in the trailers. You know, it's it's um, Jungle Cruise is, is centered on um, The Rock has a riverboat captain and Emily Blunt and her brother – uh, are on this adventure to find this this basically kind of uh, flower that supposedly uh, can cure any any illness and disease that people have been hunting for for years. A very Indiana Jones kind of setup, right? And um, and then adventure ensues. We'll just put it that way. But I, I really liked it. I mean, The Rock. I I I think there's maybe some people who aren't really you know. Not not a big fan of him, but I, I I just think he's super charming, super um, relatable. Well, maybe that's the best word. He seems very down to earth for a guy that's had a lot of success, uh, but he works hard, you know, and and it shows. And you know, these days with celebrities and we, you know, so many things keep coming out in the news and stuff. And and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about a gaming thing recently. I don't want to dwell on it, but. You know, we're, we're in an age, an information age, and with the internet where it seems like every other day somebody that we maybe like or admire or a person or a company or, or something kind of – the rug gets pulled out from under us and then all of a sudden, oh, they're kind of a jerk or something happens and then, you know, whatever. Um, but, you know, he seems like he's had a pretty good path and, you know, I, I don't – I'm sure there's some things that have happened and maybe there's some stuff out there, you know, and who knows, it's very hard to know what to believe anymore. You got to be careful about that. But um, anyway, point is, I really like him. I like just about any movie he's been in. He's just fun to watch. He seems, he seems like a natural actor. I think that's from his wrestling days. I, I think he's, he comes off very relaxed and comfortable. And there are people, um, like um, I'll talk about it in a few minutes, like uh, in the Suicide Squad movie, like John Cena, who's a wrestling guy. He, he's OK in movies, but I don't believe he has anywhere near what what Dwayne Johnson does. I, I, I think Cena always seems a little stiff to me. Maybe that's an intentional. I don't know. But I, I, I think I think, you know, and I think obviously The Rock has had more experience. He's done a lot of stuff. Gosh. He was in Voyager, right? <laughs> he had a little uh, episode of Voyager he did with Seven of Nine where they were like wrestling. And he, you know, he's paid his dues. He's done a lot of stuff um, for a long time. Go, go watch some of his older movies like The Rundown and stuff. And, uh, you know, he's, I just like him. Anyway, Emily Blunt is great. She's fantastic. She's great to watch. Uh, I've seen, I think, most of the stuff she's done. Although it's funny, I haven't seen these the the quiet place movies i don't know something I, I they didn't really appeal to me the first one when it came out and now the second one's out i feel like i'll i'll probably watch them here at some point uh i think it's an interesting idea I, you know i don't know how the second one is but you know the concept concept in that movie is that they have to be really quiet so there's not a lot of actual dialogue so uh, interesting kind of thing to do for a movie but um, but anyway, she was good. Uh, the rest of the cast was good. It was just a fun adventure movie, a nice romp for a couple of hours. Um, you know, very Disney-ish kind of flavor to it. It's based on the Disney Jungle Cruise ride, kind of loosely. There were a few moments in it that I felt like 
you know, sometimes when they do these movies, if it, even if it's set like a oh, hundred years ago or so, it feels a little too modern. Some of the things, the, the you know, some of the things they say and their and the kind of words they use, sometimes that takes me out of it a little bit. But then again, this is a sort of a fantasy thing anyway. So how much is that? Is that really super important? I don't know. But um, but yeah, I, I I got a kick out of it. I really liked it uh, very much. And uh, but uh, and I'm going to take a little break here and get a drink. But the so the next one I'm going to talk about, I actually didn't like that as much as Jungle Cruise, and that may be a big surprise. Um, and I'm not gonna. It's not. I'm not gonna diss it or pound on it too hard, but. I'll just mention a few things, but anyway, I'm going to talk about suicides, the Suicide Squad here in a moment, and right after uh, a brief break, while I get some, what am I drinking here? I think I'm just drinking vitamin water right now. Had my tea earlier today, so I'll be right back in a moment, and uh, and we'll talk about the Suicide Squad. This is Pocketbooks Star Trek novelist Michael A. Martin warbling in your ear, and you're listening to Rico on Tricks and Sci-Fi. All right, I am back. All right, let's talk about The Suicide Squad uh, with James Gunn um, directing. Of course, James Gunn, pretty famous for doing Guardians of the Galaxy movie. And everybody's everybody seems to be making a lot of comparisons to, you know, you know, this idea that he he can take a bunch of kind of misfits and there's some comedy in here and action and, and uh, put together, you know, that's his his shtick or his thing in his movie. All right, so uh, like Jungle Cruise, and I don't think I really spoiled anything with that at all. Not that's anything in the trailers. So the first one, let me go back in time for a brief little bit of um, background. But um, Suicide Squad came out in one of the you know the previous movie DC's first one, uh, directed by David Ayer. Uh, that came out five years ago now, like 2016. So it's been a little bit of time. And I, I was one of the people that actually, I really thought that movie was pretty good. I, I thought, and and a spoiler warning if you haven't seen it, um, uh, but it's been five years, so hey. Uh, but I, I liked about a good three quarters of that movie. I, I felt like the only thing that I really, about that movie, where I do believe they've improved on that in the in this next one, I, I didn't really like the kind of the, the the villain slash how that all went down, especially near the end. I like the team. I like the style of that first one. I liked the acting, the actors. Um, it, you know, I thought it was it, it was I thought it was a lot better than a lot of people. A lot of people really pounded that movie hard and hated it and all this kind of stuff. And I don't think that that's. I don't think that's accurate, at least not for me. I mean, everybody can have their own opinion. And as I always like to say, everything I say in here is just my view and opinion. But and I, I'm, as you guys all know, I've read comics for a very long time. So I have I feel like I have some experience and I can speak to this a little bit with movies that are based on comics, uh, whether it's Marvel or DC or whatever. So. All right. With all that said. And I, and this is also I, I believe I think I probably one of possibly one of the reasons this movie didn't wow me. That's basically my the, what I've been telling people. Well, it was okay. This is what I'm now. I'm skipping off to the Suicide Squad, the newest one. It was okay. It didn't wow me. Uh, I was hoping for more. That's that's kind of that you know that's that's my review. I mean, it's not 
I'm glad that I watched it. I'll probably still watch it again um, since it's on, you know, uh, HBO Max right now. And but um, but there was just it, it feels a little empty and hollow. And I didn't really feel that way with Guardians of the Galaxy. And I'll tell you a, cu- a couple things. I mean, I think James Gunn is good. I think he's a good director. There's certainly great action in this. I think the characters are really good. But, uh, and this is a very, I'll also tell you, I think the first one ended up being PG-13, right? So one of the things they they pushed for this and uh, was, was to make R, R-rated. This is definitely an R-rated movie. Um, there's language. There's way, way extreme violence. And again, I don't, that doesn't bother me. Language doesn't bother me. The violence doesn't bother me. But um, it almost seems like, oh, look, we're, we're R-rated. Look, we can do this. We can do this. It's like, let's shock you with this. It's almost like an amusement park ride. Let, let's thrill you or shock you with this thing or this and that. And it almost like it doesn't I've, – I've heard movie reviewers use this kind of term, and I, I don't really always like it, but I'll, I'll do it. I feel like they don't really earn it so much it's it's like uh, you know it's it's like uh, unless you care about the characters or have really gotten some depth and 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 the way to know them i don't i don't feel like it really is is impactful and i've i've talked about this with dc and, and marvel before but i think one of the things the great things that marvel did with their whole long run of movies and i know dc and i hate to compare them sometimes but you, you kind of have to. So one of the reasons why I love the last couple of Avengers films, Infinity War and Endgame and all that, is just um, they had built to this, right? You really got to know Tony Stark, you know, Steve Rogers. You know, you got to know, you know, all those characters from for years. And, and when things happen with them, it's much, I feel much more connected and emotionally invested and connected to them. And so that's that's one of my troubles with the Suicide Squad is is, I mean there are some people coming back like like from the first one Flag is back Harley Quinn of course is back, um, was there anyone else in the team? <laughs> I think that's it right. Uh, it's it's basically a nearly completely whole new team, uh, and uh, so and that's okay. But but they and I, and this is where I'm going to have to be careful. I can't I don't want to tell you guys too much, but. I just didn't really care about most of them that much. Let me just put it. I do like the shark a lot. <laughs> uh, you know, it, you can see him in the previews and Sylvester Stallone voices him, which is perfect, I think. Even though I read someone somewhere, there's a Harley uh, Quinn animated series, which is great. Kaylee uh, or Callie, how do you say her name? Callie Cuoco um, from Big Bang Theory voices Harley Quinn, who I think... I think she does. I think she would have been a great Harley Quinn, truthfully. Margot Robbie is is great as Harley Quinn too. But on the animated series, um, Kelly Cuoco voices her, and and there's a guy. I don't know the actor. Sorry, but somebody does King Shark. There's a King Shark character in the animated Harley Quinn show, and somebody had said, "Oh, they should have gotten him to do the voice." But I I, I like Stallone doing the voice of King Shark here. Um, but. Um, but anyway, I mean the, the 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 good things. Let me say, and I don't want to down. I I think I, I give it a if I was giving it a letter grade like you get in school, I would give Suicide Squad maybe a C plus or a B minus, something like that. Um, maybe like a three star kind of rating. And everyone's just loving it, and 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 I'm like, 
is it really that good? It, you know, guys, why? Why? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not quite sure why it's getting. I mean, that's great. I, I've, I'm not problem, and I, I'm not gonna deny anyone. And I'm glad people are enjoying it. That's fine. But I'm just a little surprised. I mean, there's been a few people that feel like me where it was just more or less kind of it's okay. And uh, but um, I was gonna say. Uh, I think the villain situation and the storyline is more solid and, and good in this movie, in this the Suicide Squad, than the first one. I think that's more interesting. Uh, it's bigger. I feel like it, it feels bigger. One of the things I remember a lot about the first one, it's pretty much all set at night and in the dark. It, I, wasn't it, I think? I, I, and this one's like, there's some of it in the dark. But most of it's actually set in broad daylight, a lot of it, a lot of the action and everything. And I, I feel like that changes the the tone. I do feel like I probably would have gotten a bigger kick out of this movie if I saw it in theaters, um, which I didn't, of course, because uh, I think some of the jokes, I've, I kind of fell flat a little bit for me, stuff like that. But uh, I don't want to talk about this for the whole show, and I don't want to down it too much. I, I think a lot of people will really like it. Um, I still liked it. It just... And this is one of the one of the times where every you know, although I think I'm getting a little bit better about this. Everyone, you know, it used to be the thing. Oh, Rico likes everything, but nope. I, I, you know, again, it's not like I, you know, I'm not in the camp of this. Is where Shades of Grey comes in. You know, we're in this age where everyone loves everything or they hate it. Right? It's one or the other. I'm in the middle on this one. So, uh, what do you guys think? Drop me a note, treksf at gmail.com or comment on the post uh, when I put this post up for the podcast on on Facebook or or wherever on, on the main website, something like that. But uh, I'm curious what you guys all thought. So uh, that was a lot. I've talked a lot more about those two movies um, than I thought I was going to. We're almost a half hour into the podcast. So let me take a break. We'll come back and talk something about Lower Decks, uh, maybe talk a little bit about Star Trek and what's upcoming and, and some rumors that are out there. Um there's supposedly a rumor that's floating around online about, you know, uh, well, Alex Alex Kurtzman just got a, a new mega deal or something uh, for for basically working on Star Trek for pretty much the next, is it till like 2028 or 2026 or something for the next like five years, I think. Which, you know, of course, all the people who don't like Discovery, don't like Picard, don't like Lower Decks, they're all like, ah, you know, we hate him. That sucks or whatever. But, you know. I don't know, guys. All I don't know what to tell you at this point. We're going to, going to have the season four of Discovery probably late this year. We've got season two of Lower Decks. They're working on season two of Picard. Uh, we have Strange New Worlds that has completed filming. It is probably going to appear probably, I think, it'll probably be Discovery season four and then Strange New Worlds after that in 2022 early. So I, I don't know what to tell people. I mean, this is it, guys. And, oh, the thing I was going to say, though, is that there's a rumor going around that they're going to do a Starfleet Academy show, uh, which I don't, you know, they, they said a little, not that long ago, that they weren't going to add any other new shows until one of the current series ends. I, I, I'm going to make a little quick prediction here is I, I think Discovery has probably got maybe possibly one more season, maybe if they're doing four or four is going to be out soon and five. And I, I don't think they're going to squeeze it because they've got these other ideas they want to do. I think that's going to be part of it. I mean, I don't think they're going to end it to just end it. But I mean, I think I don't think they want these things to go on forever and ever like in the old days where, you know, seven seasons of TNG and and Deep Space Nine and Voyager, um, 
it's possible they could still do fire more of of discovery I, I i i but i don't know i think because they've got so many they want to do a lot of different star trek series it seems like they're charting a different course a little but yeah so i mean they still want to supposedly do a section 31 show they want to do starfleet academy they're saying we have strange new worlds which it sounds like it's going to be really good and that could easily go for four or five years we've got picard i'm not sure how long picard's actually going to go i i think that's going to be a bit of a limited more exclusive kind of thing maybe we'll get a third season who knows um and and so on i i mean that depends all on pretty much on Patrick Stewart, truthfully. So we'll see. Uh, but um, okay, let me take a break, quick break, and we'll come back and we'll talk about uh, Lower Decks Season 1. All right, let us talk about Lower Decks Season 1, Star Trek Lower Decks. Actually, yeah, it's called Star Trek colon Lower Decks. Set in the Star Trek universe in the year 2380. Uh, so, you know, post pretty much what I call the, the TNG era of shows that ended with um, Voyager. Uh, because there's we get to see a little bit in Season 1. We get to see um, Jonathan Frakes as Riker come back and Troy... Uh, on their ship, the Titan. So it's pre-Picard, but post, um, post-Voyager, post right? Okay, so um, this show is really fun. It, it's a little less episodes than I thought. It was only 10 episodes. Uh, it started, like I said, the original release was August 6th, 2020. Back then it was CBS All Access. Now it's going to be Par- now it's Paramount Plus uh, that it's airing on. Uh, and like I said, the Looks like right now it's targeting, it's starting, uh, they're doing 10 episodes uh, for season two, and that's starting on August 12th, that'll that'll run, 10 episodes will take him to the mid-October point. We'll see if uh, another Star Trek pops in right after that, or if there'll be a little bit of a lag. I, I still predict that we'll get Discovery starting before the end of the year, season four of Discovery, maybe November, who knows. Um and then it looks like here, according to this that I'm seeing, it looks like a season three has, um, is already in production on this, on um, another 10 episodes for season three. So that's cool. I, I do, I love the fact that we've got an animated, even though it's it, it's pretty heavy comedy oriented, but there's a lot of fun Star Trek stuff in this show. And I, I, I love the fact, I it always basically made me slap my forehead. You know, we have so much st- net you know different networks now cartoon network and everything adult swim you know with rick and morty and everything like how come it took them this long to do another another animated star trek show uh it just seems like so natural because like you can do anything you want you know you just it's all done on a computer pretty much and you know obviously you get good voice talent which i think this is this show is super strong voice talent i love the voices they're doing um, created by Mike McMahon. Uh, yeah. So Alex Kurtzman is one of the executive producers on this as well. Let me play. Let's take a little trip back in time and let me play the season one kind of uh, trailer, trailer to season one for Lower Decks. So here is that. Captain's Log. Stardate 57436.2. First contact is a delicate, high-stakes operation of diplomacy. 
One must be ready for anything. <gasps> Are you pretending to do a captain's log? <laughs> We're all supposed to keep logs. Okay, let me listen to it. No, go away. Leave me alone. I can't believe you're no, wasting no. your shore leave on this. I can't believe it. This is the greatest ship I've ever seen. Hey, you, green girl. Pump this. Don't pass out. Oh. Sorry, sorry. Good at exploring strange new worlds and solving space mysteries. Let's see what I got to sign. Holodeck waste removal. That's Klingon prison stuff. Oh, oh, oh. Ensign, do you see a captain's chair in your future? I hope so, ma'am. Hey, if I part my hair like this, do I look more promotable or less? The Cerritos might be falling apart, but that's our job to keep it together. Ensign, you are a natural born warrior. Okie dokie. And we're here? No, we're actually way down here. Keep it moving, Lower Decks. Next! My senior staff are always up for a challenge. Nothing like a cold beer after a smooth second contact. Now that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah! It is better down here where the real action is. We're gonna serve side by side. An elite team. We're not really elite. We're more like the cool, scrappy underdogs. We are so getting fired for this. Attention all decks! Lives are at stake, but our crew is ready and focused. Ooh, this is the new shuttle with the blast shield. The blast Stop shield, it. nope. it's a blast it shield. Works. And it, it comes works. down okay. and it goes up. Blast shield! We live on a spaceship. Oh. Nobody is dying from a spear wound. Ah. Hang in there, you got this. Oh. Oh. Space, the funnest frontier? Long range sensors have located a very sexy. Ah. No, definitely yes, no, no, no to this, and also that. You almost phasered me. Calm down. It's set to. Uh, it was. It was set to stun. Yeah. So there you go. There's a. There's a blast from a year ago or so for the trailer to season one. Uh, this. Uh, you know, a lot of people have been talking about Rick and Morty when this show came around. Because uh, Mike McMahon is the head writer, one of the head writers, one of the writers, whatever, on uh, Rick and Morty, which is, by the way, an amazing, funny show. <laughs> They're airing season five right now. But I don't really feel like this this show is that much like Rick and Morty at all. I, I, I really don't. Um, but the uh, the cast is great. Tawny Newsom voices Beckett Mariner, who's... Um, you hear her voice a lot in that trailer. The other one you hear a lot is is Brad Boimler. I, uh, that's voiced by Jack Quaid, who's also in The Boys. Um, it, you know, he's he's great in The Boys. He's uh, Jack Quaid is really, really, really fun to watch and really good actor, I think, and is so good in this show. And uh, Tawny Newsom is f- fantastic as Beckett Mariner. Um, she ends up being, we learn, the daughter of the captain. But um, by the way, a little bit of uh, spoiler alert, I guess, since I mean, the show has one did season one and <laughs> October of 2020. So, yeah, uh, if you haven't watched it, well, it's out on DVD Blu-ray. You can watch it on Paramount Plus, of course. Uh, so, yeah, what's stopping you? All right. So, uh, yeah, th- this is is got a lot of fun stuff in season one. Uh, there's just so many little Star Trek in thing in, you know, inside things going on inside baseball, you know, as it's called little, you know, references to other Star Trek shows, other characters, tech, uh, you know, tribbles, you know, all kinds of connections to other stuff. 
Um, but um, yeah, it's it's just a lot of fun to watch. I it, it, I want to. I feel like I want to watch a couple of season one episodes to get me ready for season two this week. Uh, but um, yeah, so it is. Um, yeah, it is really good. The music is fun. It, you know, I wanted a couple point out a couple things. I don't know if I've ever talked about before, but let's see a little bit about the design of the show. It's supposed to reflect the next generation era um, with related to starship designs and, and the interior sets and character movements. Um, the uh, the uniforms are actually like some unused designs uh, that they had for um, Star Trek Generations. Uh, it's not really um, they, they look pretty much like TNG era uniforms are a little different. But um, yeah, so that's cool to know. Uh, it is um, the ship itself has a very USS Reliant look to it with the ship the you know, the the two engines um, down low. And and but but obviously a more you know kind of a TNG era of that. It's supposed to be the um, California class of starship. Um, McMahon's uh, he loves the Reliant, I guess, from Wrath of Khan. So that's why he the Cerritos looks kind of like that. Uh, but yeah, this is a uh, this is a lot of fun. I think um, I'm really really looking forward to season two. We're gonna get a season three. Uh, the cast, the the looks and. It's going to be fun to have some new Trek to watch again uh, that we've had. Uh, let's see. When did uh, Discovery Season 3 end? I don't know. Gosh, early this year? Something like that? Yeah, it, it started in um, it started in just the new year, didn't it? January, right? Something like that, I think it was, Season 3. And then, uh, but um, not that important. Uh, so let me play. Let's find another, let's find another, like, I'll play, um, I'll slip in a, um, uh, we'll go through the episodes briefly. I'll just talk about them a little bit, but, um, let me play, uh, let me find uh, a trailer to like, or a teaser for, um, one or two of the episodes from season one here. I'll play that for you next. Actually, it looks like there aren't a lot of teasers to each episode. So I'm going to play a couple of clips. We'll I'll start with one here. This one's called uh, from season one buffer time. This was a fun scene. Effective immediately, the lower deck scheduling deceit will no longer be tolerated. What scheduling deceit? Wait, let me see. All assignments must be completed and logged in exactly the time mandated by command? Are we being timed? Failure to meet quotas will not be tolerated. Ah, uh, this is bad, this is bad. Oh, I, I thought it was tradition. I thought you said nobody cared. They didn't. There was no way the captain noticed we were padding stuff out. Somebody ratted. <gasps> I bet it was Delta Shift. Duh, Delta Shift is the worst. They think they're so much better than us. Just because they're so much better than us. It doesn't matter who ratted. We don't need buffer time. We're Starfleet. We're the best of the best, and we can still get everything done early. Boimler's right. We don't need a buffer time. We've got this. Yeah, no. Rutherford, I need that diagnostic on the guidance system now. But now is right now. Uh, move! Move, 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 ah! Come on, watch where you're going. Now I only have 10 minutes to do a 30-minute calibration. Stop yelling! <clears throat> ah, sorry, wish I could help. I'm late for ransom stupid away mission. Henson Tendi, you were supposed to be in sick bay 20 minutes ago. I'm coming! Personal log. I've completed all of today's assignments ahead of schedule, and I've requested more. Space, the funnest frontier? Ooh, somebody's got to purge the calibration matrix. I call dibs! 
Ooh, I love purging. I purge you, I purge you, I purge you, I purge you, I purge, 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 purge. Ah, they're fur. Ah, Cindy, what the hell? I can't talk. Gotta work. I'm compiling. What? Ugh. The impulse manifold needs to be degaussed again. I have to assist with the surgery, and I honestly can't remember which deck Zigma is on. Uh, 26? Is that... Do we have that many? Enter security code. I'm waiting, Ensign. Sorry, Captain. Something's wrong with the console. Move! I'll do it myself. Lieutenant Shax, any word from the away team? Captain, the sensors have picked up Galrakian ships approaching off the starboard bow. What? <sighs> on screen! What? Are we supposed to be hosting a welcome dinner or something? Captain, they're locking phasers. <laughs> really? Ray shields. Sex. I'm trying, Captain. Something's wrong with the controls. Ah, stupid controls. Do I have to run this whole ship myself? Oh. Ah, they've launched burning pods. Red alert. Repel all intruders, but do not use it as an excuse to stop doing what you are doing. I will stay on track and on time. It's all multitasking, people. They do it on the Enterprise all the time. I don't want to hear any complaining. I only want to hear repelling of intruders and people getting their work done. Swords and spears? How did these guys get on board? Yeah, that's a fun... Uh, I, I like that idea with, you know, the idea that that all these tasks are going on. You know, we never get to see all that stuff in Star Trek, right? They're just uh, sitting up there in the bridge, making first contact, pushing buttons, everything, you know, hey, damage report, fix this, do this. Even standard things, you know, they have what, uh, you know, TNG's Enterprise had a thousand people on it, a thousand people, right? And some of them, yeah, they had families at that time, but that's a lot of people doing a lot of things each day that you never get to, you know, know what's going on. I remember there was this talk one time of them doing a, I think this was before discovery started. It was, there were a lot of things floating around about what, what the new Star Trek show would be about. And one of the things that was being floated that was, I think pretty seriously considered was to have a, almost like an anthology Trek show, which would show like, they might do like a few episodes of like a colony world and show how things go happen there. Because when you think about Star Trek, we've, we've really like we don't see so much of what goes on in, in this era of, of the Federation and Starfleet and all that. Right. We just get to see, for the most part, people hopping around the galaxy, right, doing stuff, cool things in a ship. And it's usually just the senior people. Which is one of the cool things about Lower Decks. You know, hey, they can talk about, you know, when, when somebody says you got to recalibrate the impulse manifold or whatever, like, you know, they actually have to do it. I mean, of course, they don't really show that. But I mean, just the idea that there's people working on doing these things is, I think, great. And I would love to see some more of this kind of thing brought into other shows as well. You know, remember the they did a Lower Decks episode of um, TNG, right? Which was a cool idea, real cool idea. To show like, hey, what else? <laughs> it was it was kind of like a diff different perspective, right? They were talking about the senior officers and what goes on on the bridge and all that. And and that's what we see each week. They're like our buddies kind of. And, and here there's hundreds of other people on the ship that never have a clue about what's happening, really. Um, it's like working for a big a big company or a semi-big company. Anyway, so season one, like I said, had 10 episodes. I'll just run down the names of them. Uh, there was Second Contact, Envoys, Temporal Edict, Moist Vessel, Cupid's Errant Arrow, which I think I'm going to play a clip from that here in a minute. 
uh, Terminal Provocations, Much Ado About Boimler, Veritas, Crisis Point, and No Small Parts. Um, looks like they've already listed uh, a couple of episode titles from Season 2 coming. We have Strange Energies. That's a very vague title for the opening episode of Season 2. And 12 is Kayshawn, His Eyes Open. Oh, yeah, we're going to get one of those um, aliens from TNG, right? Um, okay, so let me play another clip for you. This one I find hilarious because everyone kind of teases Boimler. But um, this is from episode five uh, where they were like, he kept saying he had this girlfriend and everybody's like, oh, you don't have a, you don't have a girlfriend. And, and this is a scene with, um, with Mariner and Boimler. And then, it, yeah, there's actually a girl <laughs> who likes, who likes Boimler, which is they, they are shocked by. So anyway, listen to this one. Oh. <gasps> uh, what? Uh, c- computer end program? Oh. <laughs> I missed you so much. Mm. Uh. Mm. We kissed, did you say? Hi, sorry. It's been a long month. I'm Lieutenant Barbara Brinson. Um, I'm a, I'm Beckett Mariner, and this is Boimler. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, I can't wait to show you everything. Come on. She's a lieutenant? Well, you know, whatever. It was no big deal. I managed to reverse the polarity and reboot the time stream. Good thing, too, because, oof, 1920 Chicago? Nobody's washing their hands. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> love that story, Bun-Bun. Wow! Oh, that's so amazing. And now you date Brad. <sighs> I know. I swore I'd never do long distance. But then I met this goofball on Vendu last month. You radiate some primal confidence. I'm sure you felt it. No, I try not to feel anything around Brad. Officer's Rex! Jet? Get up here. We're gonna be working together! Uh, whoa, uh, whoa. Really? Okay, you can maybe put her down now. Like any time. Did you hear some purple people are throwing a tantrum? Implosion's been postponed. We gotta recalibrate the whole goddamn containment field. Oh, boim boim. Looks like I can't do lunch on the Cerritos. Oh, no, it's fine. It's not like I programmed a 10 course meal or anything. Hey, see you in engineering. And I'll try not to bring it downtown. Oh, shut up! <laughs> no, you shut up. Shut up! Oh, oh, no, you shut up. Stop. Wait, how do you know Jet? He's like the second coolest person on the Cerritos. Oh, we dated like a billion years ago. What? But he's nothing compared to my Bradward. Oh, your real name is Bradward? Yeah, I'm a Bradward. There's Bradleys, there's Bradwards. Feels so good to be near you. Mwah! This is real, Bradward. I have seen stuff, man. Like back when I was serving on the keto. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, you hear what happened on the Enterprise? Apparently, Data's got an evil twin brother who teamed up with the Borg. Crazy, right? (laughs) What? Man, it's like a new thing every week with those guys. Right, like leave some unknown for the rest of us. (laughs) (laughs) Aw, you guys are such a great couple. What can I say? I found the perfect guy. Look, I'm not perfect, okay? But I do have the perfect friends. Uh, no, Nico, you are the nicest, smartest, handsomest guy on this ship. I mean, it's either that or you're a Darvongian shape changer. <laughs> I mean, you're too handsome. I'm not going to sit around and let a face get melted. Not again. You're not leaving my sight, mister. Yeah, I like I like the fact that Mariner just can't 
can't really believe that Brad's got a uh, a girlfriend at all. That's a good episode. So many good things. I, I'm really super, super excited to see season two. It's going to be fun. Going to be a lot of uh, cool new stuff, cool new inside things. I, I like all the references, even that, that scene there where they're talking about, hey, did you hear what happened on the Enterprise? Data has a twin who teamed up with the Borg. You know, I, it's it, it's cool to see this. I remember I've I've read um, uh, there were um, I think they were the Dragon Rider books, fantasy books, and the there was a and I don't think they obviously people have done this in other books, but where essentially they will write a book and then they they kind of write it again, but from someone else's point of view. I, I I really have always thought that's a very cool idea and cool concept of. What, you know, what does this scene look like or what is this story or what, it, what, do, how do people, other people view what's going on around what you, you know, we all have our own personal perspective on, um, you know, if you're playing video games, it's like our, you know, we have a first person point of view where we're just, we're seeing the world through our own eyes, our own interpretations, but, you know, this, and I guess this is a pretty big tangent here, truthfully, but the, you know, I, I love it when they slip into on lower decks where they talk about things that we've heard or know that happened on like TNG. And then now people are talking about them. Right. Uh, and that brings me to, I'll play one more clip. This one's kind of long. This one's, I might cut it short. It says it's almost five minutes long. Uh, there was a great scene in the last episode of um, the season one where uh, the Titan shows up with, uh, with of course, Riker and, and uh, Troy there. And they do the, you know, they've got, uh, they got Marina Sirtis, you know, and Jonathan Frakes do the voices. Yeah, it's really, really fun because they, you know, Frakes, or not Frakes, sorry, Riker knows the captain of the Cerritos and all this. So a lot of backstory there, but um, I'll play a bit of that. And then we'll come back and I'll wrap up today's podcast. Linked up? Come on, come on. <laughs> Virus downloaded. Yes, 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 yes. Download slowing to a crawl. Wait, why? Sorry, but no virus until after these guys kill you. What? Why? Because you snapped my neck. What the hold up? Get it, Angie. We don't have time for this, okay? Do it now. You want me to disable their systems? Fine, I'll do it. Explosively! He's gonna blow us out! Try to fire him something to scream about it! Stop it! He's mine! Hang in there, baby bear! No! There we go! power back online all invaders have been oh, neutralized as soon as the engines are back online get us the hell out of here and hey don't get too comfortable in my chair <laughs> yes sir no 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 there's more of them we have you now enterprise Ship? It's the Titan! 
party and I wasn't invited? <gasps> it's about time you showed up, Will. Mariner, this makes us even. <gasps> you know Riker? Yeah, who do you think hooks me up with all my contraband? Dude is flush with Romulan ale and... I'm sorry, what was that? Uh, we're still in red alert. Target those ships and fire. We're talking about this later. All right, there we go. With, yeah. Captain Will Riker in the USS Titan, which there are Titan books out there if you want to read. They're they're pretty good. They're pretty fun. Uh, if you want to hear about the adventures of, uh, you know, just a little past TNG times uh, when Riker and Troy go off to the Titan. Yeah, check that out. And, and that's that's cool. And it looks like I think they're going to show up in season two. I was going to probably slip maybe slip in the uh, season two trailer for uh, for Lower Decks. Maybe what I'll do is I'll play it at the end of um at the end of the episode or at the end of end of whatever I'm trying to say, the end of the podcast. But yeah, Lord X season one was great. Season two, I'm sure will be just as much fun or if not bigger and better and all that. Uh, again, great show, great fun. Uh, pick up the, pick up the show on DVD or Blu-ray. If you like that, if you like media still, which I have and still do, or, um, watched on Paramount plus and, uh, and then we'll be, uh, Pretty soon, uh, beginning season two here in a few days. Yeah. So hope you guys enjoyed this week's show. I'm ending a little quicker than normal. Not even it'll be about an hour show or something like that. But like I said, I'll uh, I'll play uh, the season two trailer here at the end of, of lower for lower decks. And then we'll we'll end the show with that. And uh, again, hope everyone's being safe and, and staying well out there. Enjoying where somebody said I heard on the radio today that it's only the midpoint of summer, you know, technically by when the season it's about the middle of the of the season of summer that starts at the like third week of June. Right. And ends at the third week of September. So, yeah. And and it's so weird. We had a, a someplace near our house last night here. It's like August. Last night was August 7th. Right. And uh, someplace had a huge fireworks show, like a professional level. I mean, it was super loud. I don't know who was doing it. I don't know. Uh, more than a month past the 4th of July would have that big of a fireworks display. I, that's so weird. I, I don't know what's going on, but who knows what happens these days, right? Um, but um, yeah, I think that wraps it up pretty well. Oh, one last thing I guess I'll comment on. Uh, this this week, we've got a lot of stuff coming back, actually. Um, if you're into uh, comics, like I was talking about the you know Suicide Squad movies and all that, but there's a show called Titans, which is a live-action DC drama based on Teen Titans uh, featuring uh, Dick Grayson and others. There were two seasons that were on the DC Universe streaming service or whatever that's now kind of folded into uh, to HBO Max. So season three of that starts this week. Stargirl um, is back for season two this week, I believe. Uh, we have Lower Decks, which I've already mentioned. Uh, Superman and Lois comes back. We still got a few episodes of uh, Legends of Tomorrow. So there's some, yeah, some cool shows uh, this week. We've got a lot of stuff uh, starting up, and I think I'm missing something. Uh, oh, I know what it is. It's um, What If, the new animated What If show, Marvel What If show that will be on. Let me see if I keep, got to keep all this stuff straight. Marvel is Disney Plus. Uh, DC type stuff is on HBO Max, right? Yeah, so... Uh, so, yeah, The Suicide Squad is on HBO Max, and Disney Plus will have the What If animated show, which is a great concept. This is um, basically, you know, a little bit of a different take. Like, what if somebody else got spider powers, or what if somebody else was Iron Man, or somebody else was Captain America? Um, you know, that that kind of thing. And they've done comics uh, of that uh, concept. Marvel has done 
DC's kind of played around with that a little bit too, but uh, Marvel has definitely explored more of you know this this what if idea. You know if if you know to change something. What if somebody else was the Hulk and all? And they're covering a, a lot of different storylines. I don't know all of them, but um, but that that series is starting. I think it's Wednesday this week is the first episode of that. So yeah, a lot of cool things to see. A lot of fun uh, for genre stuff and and fantasy and sci-fi and everything uh, everything in between. And I'm trying to finish the He-Man show on Netflix. I got one episode of that left. You know, as I've said. I wasn't. I said it before. I wasn't a huge He-Man fan back in the day, but uh, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's only five episodes, right? So, um, yeah. So, all right, everyone, take care. I'll play. Uh, I'll, I'll take things out with the season two trailer for Lower Decks, and uh, next week I'll probably be. I think it's going to be a repeat or a guest cast. Probably a repeat show, I think. Um, but uh, I'll be back in a couple of weeks, and we're heading towards one last thing. Heading towards uh, Labor Day weekend, which will be it's kind of late this year. It's probably be my big live anniversary podcast. will end up being on let's see September. It's probably like September fifth. I think it's going to be. So keep that in mind. That'll be what anniversary sixteen of doing the show. Woo! <laughs> oh, long time. All right, everyone, take it easy. Here is season two's. Uh, trailer for season two, Lower Decks, and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Wow, would you look at that? A view like this makes you realize it doesn't matter what deck you work on. We're all in it together. And they left us. They left us. How much oxygen do we have? A lot? A little? Ballpark? Good morning, Serena! Lieutenant Keishon, welcome to the Cerritos. Rapunky, when he joined the Seven. Computer, ramming speed! This could be your year to get promoted. That what it takes? Yes! Okie dokie! Only thing missing is Boimler. Think of all the fun adventures he's going on. Oh god! Get him out of there! Yeah. <laughs> I know we may not look like a lot, but when it comes to a fight, us Starfleet officers are trained to throw down at... Let it roll! among us hasn't been pooped out by an alien creature. It is not. Don't touch me. Oh, crap. It's the evil computer. Friend, I'm worried about you. My scans indicate you could lose a couple pounds. Excuse me? Our ship might not be the biggest. Ah! Oh, sh And we might do the missions nobody else wants. Come on. You've been in tougher spots than this. Thanks, Tom Paris. I am a little worried about the fumes in here, though. You know, since you're talking to a plate. <laughs> We are still Starfleet. The Ferengi got everyone else. It's up to you guys. If only we had special powers. We do. Maybe not here, but here. Our skin. Our brains. brains. Our, it's our right. brains. Brains are inside of our skin. There's a team waiting to take me to the brig, isn't there? Oh, you know me so well. Love you, Mom. Love you, too. Never disobey me again. I do what I want. This has been a Rick Dusty podcast production.